Loitering in Wonderland Westworld Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to that show I just said in the intro song. Uh, it's episode 21 for 209 Vanishing Point. I just finished watching it a little bit ago. It's first time watching it. I didn't watch it last year because I didn't want to know how it ends. So I didn't watch 210 yet. I don't want to know. I want to do this one, at least this one, blind as to how the season ends. So far, so good. Um, my notes for this episode are extensive. This is going to be a longer episode, unlike the last episode, 208, which was, I think, 10 minutes and 15 seconds or something like that. This one's going to be quite longer because every single scene in this show is packed with stuff. Like every single ep- every single scene, I have to say, otherwise in the next one or next time I talk about the characters, it might not make sense. So, yeah, we're, we're doing that. The show's starting, you can really tell it's starting to ramp up to something. Uh, and by that, I mean, not really. It's <laughs> There's some parts that do kind of ramp up toward uh, you know the finale, and some part, this episode kind of is mostly about the, the past. Uh, it's basically just a lot of cool shit happening, and that's about it. So let's get into it. Uh, this one's mostly focused on the man in black, William. Um, he starts off by doing this little speech, and it's this voiceover, and he holds a gun to his head. In the desert, and he's and he's talking. He's like, nobody saw this thing in me, living under the skin. Nobody saw it. It was there though, like a snake shedding its skin. I was there. Fuck! How great is that, Harris? Good God! But anyway, he starts, you know, talking about becoming a monster. And they show him at a dinner party, and he's having a drink, talking to some guy. Looks at his wife, and she's like, eh. And he's just sitting there listening to the guy, and he's bored as shit. And he starts quoting something, and uh, Ed Harris corrects him. And the rich guy goes, I forget about your humble beginnings. Only only the poor kids had to read those books. Rich kids like me didn't have to. I'm like, you fucking bragging that you're dumb as shit? And the only reason you don't have to learn anything is because you have money? Like, I, I'd rather be dumb. I'd rather be, sorry, I'd rather be smart and poor than dumb and rich. It just, it's not a good combination to be. It's really not. It's It's terrible. It's like being a super hot girl in Florida. Like, yeah, you're hot, but you're also are surrounded by Florida guys. Like, who's the real winner here? Ugh, no, thank you. Good God. So, he, he, uh, you know, we cut back to the real timeline that we're in. And, you know, he's all shot up from earlier. Uh, he's got a bunch of bullet holes, and he's taking it like a fucking champ. Emily gives him some water when he wakes up. Um, she says that they, he brought, she brought him to a rally point, and uh, they set up the flare. And they start talking about the guilt over their her mother, uh, his wife, and you know her suicide. Which I don't really know how much they went into in in the previous seasons. I remember they mentioned it uh, that she killed herself. So I remember that. That's really about all they really got into. I believe I said really like seven times right there. So Dolores and Teddy, uh, they're trotting around on horseback. They arrive at a. Uh, they're going to the valley beyond. Um. They're almost there, but the Indians stop them, and they're like, you can't go there. It's not meant for you. And Dolores says she's going to use it as a tool to destroy the people that built the fucking park. I don't know why I said fucking there. It seems unnecessary. Um, and they're like, you're not going to get there. That's not a tool. You're, you're not going to get there. And she's like, nobody's going to stop me, including you. And he starts you know, start to get their bow and arrow ready, and then Teddy has to fucking gun them all down. There's a big shootout, and everyone dies except Teddy and Dolores and a couple Indian guys. Um... Dolores walks up to the main Indian guy and she's like, I'm telling you, friend, not all of us deserve to make it to the Valley Beyond and then blows his head off. She, and because Teddy's her fucking puppy, 
Um, she's like, go, go get him. Go get him, boy. Go get him, Teddy. Yeah, go get him, Teddy. Go get him. Yeah. My dogs are both looking at me right now. Are you Teddy? You want to go kill a savage Indian? Not that they're all savages, but these ones could be because they're about to kill the white folks. Oh, God. Oh, my dogs are from Wisconsin. I've talked to them like that. Or Minnesota. Uh, so the Teddy you know, goes to kill the guy. He turns around, and then Teddy's just like, Ugh, and he looks at his gun, and he doesn't shoot him. He doesn't, doesn't kill the last one. Just can't do it. Teddy can't get it up. I feel you, brother. So Charlotte and the, the evil lab guy, uh, the, I call him that. I don't know his fucking name. I'm not going to bother to look it up. He's a, he, he looks evil as shit. He's the one that refused to activate Maeve uh, when Lee was asking him to. Uh, but he, they wake up uh, Clementine. Because if you remember in the last episode, she got shot against the wall in front of the Da Vinci Dong guy. She wakes up. Uh, she goes over to the glass. And she puts her hand on the, wall, on the glass. And, and all of a sudden, all the dead uh, robots in the other room wake up. And then it's like a fucking cowboy zombie massacre. They're all like, ah! And they start fighting each other and killing each other. One guy bites the neck out of a guy or a girl. I forget who it was. but And then uh, it's like one dude left stabbing another person over and over and over. And they're just like, all right, we can use this. And they deactivate her again. Uh, Ford tells Bernard through voiceover, because uh, Bernard's kind of walking around. He's, like, guiding Bernard. In, in, in like Again, this episode's about, like, dogs, pretty much, because D Bernard is uh, Ford's dog, Teddy's Dolores' dog, and they're all obeying these orders. And, and this is kind of like this episode's about them not wanting to do that anymore and trying to think for themselves and control their own destinies. Which is weird because that's exactly what Dolores is trying to do is control their destiny and get a little revenge in the, in the, at the same time. Two birds, one stone sort of thing. But uh, Bernard in the, is getting voiceover from Ford and basically says that they would rather see the host dead instead of free, which does seem like the uh, probably a good idea, actually, because what are they? You're going to threaten a robot with, with prison? I, I don't know. Nobody's going to believe that they're robots in the outside world. They end up serving like life sentences and they just like sit there for fucking ever and ever and ever. I, I don't know how that would work. But anyway, so um, Emily and uh, William are talking. Uh, she's like, why are you here? Like, what's, the, what's really going on? And he's like, he doesn't really give her any answer directly. And she's, she tells him that she wants in on his mission. And his mission is to destroy the park, he kind of mentions. Apparently, everyone wants to destroy the park. It seems like they should just go destroy the park. Is the Valley Beyond, like, the database gathering, like, uh, all the hubs where they are storing all the people, all, all the information on the, on the guests from the park? I, I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is, but uh, they haven't really gotten there yet, so I don't know. Uh, the Man in Black, uh, you know, William meets up with Ford at the bar. This is in flashback sequence again. He, uh, it's during that same cocktail party where he was talked to by the dumb rich guy. Ford gives him a card. It's a little chip. Looks like a credit card, but it kind of has like a little display on it. Uh, it looks like a giant computer chip, just in credit card size. So he says, um, he's like, for a self-portrait, you might find it's not very flattering. And then he gives him to that, gives him the card. Man in black turns around. His wife is all drunk as shit, and she drops a glass of wine. And they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. Fine. And he walks away and grabs his wife. And then Ford does like the most cliche evil villain thing where he's talking to the character who's no longer there. And I'm like, who, who are you talking to, bro? So he's like, all right, well, you know, William, well, time for one final game. <laughs> and he might as well have done, like, the finger pyramid thing. It's like the, I don't know what you call that. I don't know if it was the evil finger pyramid. 
<laughs> One final game, man in black. <laughs> I'll see you soon. He's that over the over the top comical villain because he he's talking to fucking nobody. There's nobody goddamn there. Not even a bartender. I was hoping the bartender walk up and be like, talking to me. I don't I don't know who William is or what a game. What do you you guys you know like you, are you the Parker brothers? I don't know. You guys make games. I, if you're going to talk to me, if you're going to talk out loud in my bar, you got to be talking to me or someone. No talking to yourself shit. That's fucking weird, dude. Get out. None of that. He just talks to himself and the scene ends. And then we cut to Bernard. He goes to Maeve. And Ford is still talking through his head. And uh, he's like, get close. We're not too close. She'll scan your mind. And she'll find a message I left for her. <laughs> I expected him to do an evil, maniacal villain thing every time now. Um... He, then you know, he, she does something. We don't we don't see it yet. But then he walks over to Elsie. He's like, "What the fuck took you so long?" It's been like episodes. It feels like at this point since they've seen each other. Um, and she's like, "What's going on? What happened?" And uh, what do you find in the cradle? That's what she asked him. I, I just remembered. And then he's like, uh, "There was a voiceover from Ford that I I think I misheard the first time, and I had to rewind it a couple times because you hear him go." I heard this is what I heard the first time. You can't trust her, or something like that. And I was like, "Did you just say he can't?" But then he tells her, you know, the same thing. The thing that they did to James Delos, they're doing to all the guests. Like they're tracking them and they're gonna build robots out of them. And uh, I was like, "So Ford tells you you can't trust her, and then you still tell her." And then I rewound. I'm like, "Maybe he says can." I hate I hate that we have the English language. Some words are just too similar when they mean the exact opposite. Can and can't are too close. We need you got to say start saying cannot. Like we need to get rid of the contraction can't. It's it's miserable if you're trying to hear it without subtitles. It is miserable because I'm like that's completely different. What he's saying to him is the exact opposite from one the other. I don't know what the fuck he said. I so I was like I guess he, I assume that he said you can trust her. Can trust her. And because then he, he told her what he found. I, I don't know. But then later on, it makes me think maybe he didn't because there's some shit that happens in a minute here that makes me think it was the opposite. So I don't fucking know. I have no answers. I need to go watch on Blu-ray and get the, the subtitles on. I'm going to have to. It's driving me insane. The man in black, uh, uh, he's like, my daughter wouldn't want in. She wouldn't even be here. She'd be disgusted by the shit she's seen, seen in here. She's starting to really have that debate about her being a robot. Um, and at this point I was like, why don't they have a little scanner to tell someone to tell if someone's a robot, like just hold it up to them instead of that like fucking iPad thing where they take them over. That only works if they let you I mean, right now they're not letting you. So why don't they have something that's like scan robot scan human end of fucking mystery at this point. It, it drives me insane. It's, it's the same thing I have. It's not the same thing, even close, but the, I have such real big issues with zombies and the logic of how zombies would work. Because how the fuck is a zombie going to work if they, like, their hearts aren't beating, therefore it wouldn't send blood and, and air to their brain, and they wouldn't know anything, and they wouldn't be able to move muscles because they would atrophy immediately. Uh, rigor mortis would set in and they'd be stuck. It doesn't make, zombies don't make any sense. They make noises, but they can't breathe. There's no air in them. So how them? Uh, how how? It doesn't make any sense. Every single aspect of a zombie doesn't make sense. It doesn't at all. It's just it's whatever, whatever. So, um, 
I need to find out where I was because I just fucked myself over there. Um, oh, Emily says she doesn't want to bring her mom back, but we get, but she's there because she wants to know why she killed herself. She wants, to, they want, she wants a true story. Uh, so we go back in the flashback, and uh, they brought her home after the party. And it's just William and his wife. She freaks the fuck out on William um, about how he's he's a monster and blah blah blah. And then Emily shows up. And she's like, "Why the fuck is she here? Oh God." Uh, and then the daughter, Emily, is like, Mom, we're going to take you to rehab. Like, you have to go back. It's She's like, it's like a prison. I'm like, yeah, because they're trying to get you better. They're treating you like a, a an addict. You have to. And then the mom freaks out again, and she tells Emily that her father doesn't love them, uh, but she does. I always loved you. And then she goes to sleep. And Amanda Black takes her up to go to sleep. And then, uh, you know, downstairs, oh, I guess upstairs, rather, when he's putting her to bed, he, like, sets her in bed, grabs the card, the chip card, and puts it in a book, and then goes downstairs, has a little conversation with Emily, the nightcap they talked about having earlier. He, uh, she basically, she, sorry, Emily is talking about how instead of just having her go there and escaping, they're going to do a 5150, and then, you know, make, force her to get sober. And then all of a sudden, water starts to leak on the floor from up above, like, through the ceiling, and we saw in the beginning of the episode where there's, like, a little ball crystal looking ball and water dripping off of it now we know what it is it was like the chandelier or the light above and the water's going from the ceiling above down that and dripping onto the the floor of the counter down below where they are who cares and then um cut back to you know now uh the man in black's like oh, fuck you he's also, also they're kind of arguing about like what why she's there and he's just like looks in her eyes and he's like fuck you come on four don't do this to me this is this is just petty and he's all pissed off because he thinks Ford built a robot daughter just to fuck with him. And um, she tells him, she basically is like, I'm not a robot, your daughter. I'm, I'm, a, I'm your actual daughter trying to act like I give a shit about you. She tells him that she's going to expose his research. Uh, the man in black blames Emily for having the idea that killed her mom. She thinks he died. or He thinks she died. Um, I don't know genders. I, I'm terrible at saying the gender. So you, you probably know that by now if you listen to my shows. I, I'm terrible at it. I get it wrong almost every time. But he thinks Emily killed the mom because she thought, he thinks that she thought, I should say, that the idea of going getting forced into rehab made her want to kill herself, I guess, is the idea behind uh, Man of Black's thinking there. I don't know. She says that mom left her a prof the profile card on William. And that's why the, she realized, like, all the lies he's been saying and how fucking savage he is. We do find out what is on it later. I'll get there. Um, and finally, some guys show up from the, at the extraction point, and they scan William's neck. And uh, I was like, oh, they have one. Why don't all of them have one? Why, why aren't there one of those on every person? There should just constantly be one. It, it just makes sense. And it's like, Claire, or something like that, basically means he's not a robot. Or it is he is a robot. I don't know. I don't know what clear means. I don't know what that thing's determining. If it's supposed to be the robot checker, and it's like, yep, that's a robot, clear. Or nope, that's a human, clear. It really depends on the on the on the little handheld thing's uh, purpose. I don't know what it's looking for to clear. Is it saying he's clear of all viruses in his robot brain, I, or is it saying he's a human? I have no idea. It doesn't really get any easier. It doesn't get any explained at all, or at least not yet. Um, the, the, sorry, the, the soldiers that arrived scanned him and they kind of stand down. They have, uh, Emily on her knees and they're like, all right, well, sir, it's the boss. It's the boss, man. They keep saying, and then 
uh, Man in Black picks up a, the guy's gun, and he's like, I see through this shit, Ford, or something like that, and then shoots all the guys, and Emily's like, those are people. Those are dead guys. Oh, God. Uh, and then um, he, he yells, he kind of mentions something that he Ford, he mentions that only Ford knew about the profile card. So therefore, the daughter couldn't have it. And she's like, let me show you something. And then he shoots her. He fucking shoots her. And as, as far as I know, she's dead. I didn't see her alive yet. I don't know if she, she might survive. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, not yet, at least. But then he shoots her, walks over to him, to her. He's about to cut her arm open, I think, to find like the robot circuitry. And she, he opens her palm, the palm of her hand, and realizes that she was gripping the actual card in her hand. Um, Ford tells Maeve, uh, the, the message that we missed earlier is that she's his favorite robot and, and he created her an escape path, but he's like, I shouldn't have given you a path. I should have just opened the door. I'm like, yeah, there's way easy, better ways for you to get these robots out of here. If you want, if you want them to escape, there are so many easier ways. You, you made the hardest path possible. Like so much so that I'm watching two seasons of the show. I don't even know the path. I don't quite understand what's, how they're going to get out. I assume they do, because I've seen stills from season three. I assume they get out. It's not even a spoiler, because two seasons, that, at some point, they have to get out of there, if that's the goal. So, I, But he made it so fucking complicated. Like, he could have just put a little patch there that just let him out, open, literally opened the gate. Uh, but he's like, maybe I should have opened the door. I'm like, yeah, maybe I fucking should have, because now there's like, oh, I don't know, 150 deaths, and they're all on your on your head, man. They're all on you. They're all in you, man. I know you got yourself killed, too. You did it on purpose. You had Dolores blow out your brains. But that doesn't excuse. It's not an excuse for what you did, bro. No, sorry. It's, you're, you're an evil, maniacal, mustache-twirling villain that talks to himself in a bar after someone walked away. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? So Elsie shows uh, they're driving. Bernard is driving the little Jeep thing. She makes him pull over to, uh, to search the dead bodies for guns. He goes away, or she goes away. See? Every single time. Ford tells uh, Bernard that uh, she's going to betray him, which makes me think that earlier he says you can't trust her. So, again, I don't know. I'm like, Ford is flip-flopping, or he's saying the same exact thing, and I heard it wrong. I don't know. And she, he's like, Ford's like, you need to kill her. You need to go shoot her. Like, end this. And then suddenly, you know, Bernard has a gun in his hand. And he's like, what the hell? And Ford is talking about how he has a choice, and it's all about, he's like, it's not about saving you. It's about the origin of an entire species. It's like, it's up to you the how you want to handle this. Bernard throws the gun. He's like, get out of my goddamn head. And I'm like, hey, he got to do something. He finally got to do something. Jeffrey Wright was finally given a little something to do. And then he goes immediately back to, like, robot mode. <laughs> it was nice. He got to emote. I don't know if he's had a chance this season, other than when his son died. And he's thinking about his son. That was a couple tears. That was about it. But, um... Uh, he throws the gun and then he goes in the Jeep and zip ties his arm to it. And then he cuts open his hand and he like shoves some fucking cables in there and he's trying to get rid of Ford and who suddenly appears in the back seat. And he's like, what are you doing? You know, I'm right here. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. And then we see that Ford is like slowly deleting programs. Eventually he gets rid of them all. And he's like, I'm going to find my own way. I'm going to do it. And Elsie walks up and she's like, why are you, what are you doing? And she sees that his hand is zip tied to the, the steering wheel. And she's like, are you going to kill me? She starts to get her gun. Instead, Bernard is like, I need you to go away. I need you to fuck off, Elsie. And she's like, what the fuck? Why? He's like, I have to go do this on my own. I'm not, for your safety, just stay here. She's like, fuck you, Bernard. And I was, I was like, yeah, fuck you, Bernard. Like, drop her off somewhere. Some, like, chaos around her. 
she, you dropped her off in the middle of the war zone. You're like, bye, toodles. Looking at her in the rear view, like, well, she loves me. <laughs> I'm like, no, fuck you, Bernard. That's, that's a shitty thing to do. If she knew that he, what he just did, she'd feel differently. But still, she doesn't know that. He doesn't explain it. And he just leaves. The man in black is, you know, we, we finally catch up to the intro to the show. And he's about to kill himself. He's got a gun to his head. And he kind of gives the same speech. But this time we actually get to watch it. He's giving that. And, sorry, we hear, um, we hear Emily going, tell me the truth for once in your life or something like that. And then, then we start hearing the speech. And we realize he's sitting on the, the bed next to his wife when, she, when he tucked her in earlier. And he's giving this whole speech about, like, you're the only one that sees the darkness in me. Um, he holds up his arm and kind of, like, tucks the sleeve, you know, pulls the sleeve up to his, his elbow. And I'm like, is, it's like the robots do, like Bernard just did. I assume it's following the last Bernard scene for, for a reason to make you think he's a robot or because he is a robot. One of those two. Um, he says he doesn't belong to the world, but to another. He's talking about Westworld. Um, the wife gets up. He, he leaves after this and because he's like, you're the only one that sees it. I'm sorry about that. Uh, you know, what, the, what a monster he is. And he gets, he gets up and leaves. And uh, the wife gets up and she wasn't really asleep. She grabs the card, uh, the profile card, puts it in, watches it. And it's like, you know, different eras of him. You know, uh, from from back way back in the day, just fucking killing people, just like slaughtering people and murdering people and all this, all this, all this. And and she's like, oh, he's a he's literally a fucking monster at this point. And basically, what happened is she took some pills earlier. I didn't even mention when they found her body. She took some pills in the bathtub. That's really it. I just thought I'd bring it up now. But his suicide attempt, or her suicide. Um, no, sorry, yeah, his suicide attempt. I wrote this in my notes. I was trying to figure out what the hell it meant. Because he had the gun to his head. That's why I wrote that. And he's talking about, like, what does it mean to be a man? Like, does it matter if I'm real? Does it matter? Does anything real? And it was reminding me a lot of Memento. This, the, the voiceover he has at the end of that movie. He's like, you can be my Teddy. Uh, you can be my, what's it, something G, John G. You can be my John G. Uh, that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Nolans fucking make this show. They're like the executive producers in the show. I don't know if Christopher is anymore. I only saw Jonathan's name on the on the credits. But I don't know. I don't, I don't really want to look into it because I don't care. Anyway, he, he uh, sits on the ground, falls down, and then starts cutting his arm open. And I'm like, dude is a fucking badass if he's human. Because he got shot like five times, including some in the chest, some in the leg. And he just cut his fucking arm open, like willy nilly, like whoop, cut this thing, cut this some bitch open, see what's in there. Let me dig around. Oh, 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 nope, muscles and uh, tendons and lots and lots of blood vessels. Oh shit, <sighs> probably should have had like a you know needle and thread around somewhere, or at least a rag. Uh, shit. All right, well, I guess that's how I'm going out. I feel like he would somehow survive. The dude is like a. Max Dog on It's Always Sunny. It's Poppins. He just pop his eye back in. He's good as, good as, I don't know what, the, is there a phrase good as, good as great? I'm trying to do the alliteration thing. I don't, I, I want to say it like I knew a phrase there, but I didn't. And I got halfway through it before I realized, I don't know how to end this phrase. So good as grape is as good as we're going to get there. I'm so ashamed of myself right now. We need to finish up. Luckily, it's the last note. Uh, Teddy and Dolores to talk. Uh, they're, they're sitting outside and are standing outside. Teddy's watching the uh, kind of the sun. Uh, you know, he's looking out over the horizon. And Dolores is like, what are you looking at? And he's like, all oh, the beautiful splendor, whatever the fuck he says. I didn't write it down. He's like, just like you used to say. 
And I'm like, Teddy seems like he hates all this. And then he tells her that she's his cornerstone. He's loved her since moment one. And they kind of have flashback sequences where they're sitting in a, in a chair and Teddy comes online. It seems like it's for the first time. Uh, Bernard wakes him up. And he sits there and he stares at naked Dolores. And he stares at her. Stares at her. He's like, I wanted to touch you. And it cuts back to now. And he's like, I could never hurt you. But I can't do this anymore. I will protect you to the day I die. And she's, he pulls a gun on her before, right before he said that. And I was like, he's not going to shoot her. He's going to shoot himself. Oh, shit. And then he does, because he blames her for changing him into a monster. He, he's like, she... And I brought this up before, because I'm like, wait, I'm waiting for Teddy to turn around again. Because he's been back and forth and back and forth. Like, people just fucking with his brain. He seems like the most fucked up out of all these people, as far as brains go. Maybe other than Clementine, but she's got something else going on, where she's got, like, Matrix powers at this point. But then Teddy fucking blows his own brains out. And Dolores is just laying, like, sitting on the ground next to him, like, what, what the fuck? Why? Because <laughs> now she's alone. She's completely alone. And, um... I'm still not sure what Dolores' plan is when she gets to the Valley Beyond, just to destroy all the equipment. I, I don't know. I really don't. I, I have no idea. I'm kind of curious. I'm looking forward to I don't know if they're going to get into the next episode. Maybe. Who knows? I would assume the next episode has to be in the Valley Beyond. And is the Valley Beyond where the circuitry is that they showed earlier? They showed like a big, like, or like a... I don't know, like a big section of land missing. It's kind of down in the down in the ground where they had a bunch of like uh, equipment, like computer equipment. I, I don't know if that's the Valley Beyond they're talking about or if the Valley Beyond literally just means the outside world outside of the park. I always assumed before the Valley Beyond meant just the world beyond the Valley of Westworld. But now I don't know if it's they're calling the Valley Beyond the circuitry or the, you know, the computer shit that they're going to break apart and ruin the place. I, I don't know. I'm assuming that's what the plan is. I'm losing my voice. Oh, God. It is going away pretty quick right now. So let me go ahead and wrap up. Looking forward to episode 210. I'm not going to make predictions. I am just genuinely curious. It's it's not predictable it's like all the other shows I do for my review shows. So speaking of, go to LAWstudios.com. Check out LAW American Horror Story Review, Westworld Review that you're listening to. Um, probably should have mentioned that. Walking Dead Review, Twilight Zone Review, and coming soon, Tales from the Crypt Review. Um, as well as other shows, Nyquil and Cocaine, American B-Movie Battles, the big one on there. Um, we watch, I watch B-Movies and uh, rank them and make fun of them a lot. Um, I need to get back into that, but, you know, shit's been, shit's been building up here. It's been uh, not a fun time for me. <laughs> I wish I was a rubbit. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens, and so long, robots. So long. So long. So long. These violent delights have violent ends. These violent ends have violent delights. Remember that phrase from the season one when she kept saying that? I forgot how that goes now. I'm going to leave. Bye. <laughs>